Hello and welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157. It's football season and our topic today is the team physician. I'm Dr. Sherwin Ho from the University of Chicago and my guest today is Dr. Pierce Scranton, a practicing orthopedic surgeon, ex-president of the NFL Physician Society, former team physician for the Seattle Seahawks and author of Playing Hurt, Treating and Evaluating the Warriors of the NFL. Pierce, welcome to the show and thanks so much for taking the time to talk to our physician audience here on ReachMD. Pierce, most folks are impressed when you tell them that you're the team physician for a professional sports team, be it the Seahawks or the Blackhawks, and they immediately think of it as the dream job, getting to be part of a professional team, watching games from the sidelines, hanging out with the players and the stars in the locker room, seeing yourself on TV and so on. But tell us what the life of an NFL team physician was really like and maybe talk to us a little bit about the commitment of time, money, and effort that it demanded. For instance, what was your on-call status for the team? Those are good questions, Sherwin. You're absolutely right on all of them. It was great fun. It was exciting. You know, when you're in the playoffs, you know, people from all around the country are calling up saying, hey, I saw you on television. And especially when you're in the playoffs, you, you feel like you're part of something really important. My cliche that I like to repeat now that I'm out of the NFL after 17 and a half years is, I wouldn't take a million dollars for the experience, and I wouldn't repeat it for a million dollars. I had wonderful times, but it was a huge, draining, pressure-filled time commitment. You're in a uh, a fishbowl, so to speak, and uh, many of the players that you take care of are public figures. I remember when uh, the running back, Kurt Warner, blew out his knee, and he just led us the year before to the AFC Championship playoffs, he blows out his knee, and, and within uh, four hours, there were five different orthopedic surgeons holding press conferences on how they thought his knee should be handled. And so that was certainly a lot of pressure involved in that situation. And at the same time, you are on call 24-7, 365 days a year. And there is no such thing as any safe time where you have time to yourself. You know, it could be 2 o'clock in the morning in a June when some player who's drunk runs off the road and suddenly the general manager is waking you up to say, you've got to go to the hospital, you know, so-and-so has been hurt. I remember getting ready to leave for a vacation the last week in June with my family when the phone rang, and it was our general manager saying, hey, what are you doing now? And I said, well, I'm going on vacation. He said, actually, you're not. You're coming down to evaluate a quarterback we're bringing in. I said, you know, I'm, I'm going on vacation. He said, well, I don't know anybody else as a team physician right now. Maybe we need to look for one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah. So uh, my family went ahead and left on vacation, and I went down to examine a guy who the club didn't pick up anyway. So there's a lot of um, kind of what-have-you-done-for-me-lately attitude, and the doctor is kind of almost like an undertaker. He's a guy you hate to call. They love you when they never need you, and they wonder why you're even there. And then when they do need you, it's, you know, where's the doctor? Uh, get the doctor here. So it's, uh, it's kind of a love-hate relationship. It was a great experience, and, and I had a great time with it. It was a very demanding experience as well. I understand that this was not your full-time job. In other words, you had a full-time private practice, correct? As an orthopedic That's correct. Surgeon. And that was the worst part about it is that you're trying to run a busy practice. My partner and I kept track of our hours uh, because it wasn't just the games. You know, there was injury clinic after the game. Then there was Monday injury clinic, Tuesday injury uh, clinic, 
Wednesday, a report to the uh, coach, uh, full contact practice Wednesday and Thursday, leave on Friday for an East Coast city, then start the cycle all over again. Then there would be combine physicals in Indianapolis, four days out of your life examining 400 big linemen, all of whom are lying through their teeth about the injuries or the lack of injuries. Oh, and then there's rechecks because some of them were hurt, so you have to fly back in April and recheck them all. And then there's a draft day, and then there's the combine, the the first mini camps after the combine drafts, and then there are the voluntary mini camps where you know the coach sort of wonders out loud who really wants to make this team and announces that there's going to be some voluntary practices. You know, then you go to the the uh, two a days at camp. That means uh, your practice is gone. The exhibition games they might be in Europe or in Japan. So uh, in the meantime, you're trying to run a busy practice. Your partners don't expect you to stop taking call. I mean, they're taking call, and why won't you take call? So it's a huge commitment. Uh, it was a great, great time, but I'm ever so glad that I'm out of it now. You know, this sounds like a uh, tremendous burden on your, your weekends, your family time, and like we talked about your practice. What percentage of your practice or how many hours a week do you and your partner estimate that you devoted during your 70 and a half years to taking care of the Seahawks? Well, we did calculate it out, and it was 400 man hours a year where you were out of the office doing something for the team. You know, in other words, that would be 10 weeks at 40 hours a week specifically for the Seahawks. But if you also figured, you know, an average busy orthopedic surgeon is working between 60 and 70 hours a week, and you're trying to sandwich all of that in, there are a lot of nights that you're getting home really, really late. And, you know, eventually it, it takes its toll on you. Uh, you know, you can only deal with so much pressure. And you finally burn out and you say, you know, this is just not fun anymore. And, you know, something's got to give. And for some people, it's their marriage. I know a lot of NFL team physicians that their wives gave them an ultimatum. You know, it's me or the team. And and some of them took the team. <laughs> and, well, and, you know, like anything else, I, I'm sure the family... Is when you first get the team, they're excited. It's new. It's sexy. It's fun, hanging out with the uh, team and so on and so forth. But after a couple of years of this, uh, 400 man hours a year, yeah, it probably gets old. Eating dinner by themselves and going on trips, vacations to Hawaii by themselves without dad, and so it does take a cost. And I guess the other question I had to ask or wanted to ask you was, uh, were you compensated at all for your time with the team? I was. We had a contract, and in the beginning it was a handshake. The Nordstroms, uh, who are our original owners for about 10 years, were really wonderful people. They were very nice human beings and had a great sense of loyalty. Family was very important to them uh, and a sense of community. And so it was basically it was a handshake, and you'd come in and uh, meet with the general manager once a year and you know, you kind of sort of say, well, I suppose you guys still want me, don't you? And they'd say, yeah. And naturally, you'd get some kind of a raise in the process. When the Nordstrom sold the team to Ken Baring, you know, who was a California developer, he brought in a business partner who put everything down in contract. So there was a once-a-year contract, uh, renewable or not renewable. There was never any long-term contracts with us. It was really kind of a what-have-you-done-for-us-lately kind of a deal, and they wanted to, of course, move the team to California, so they weren't going to sign any long-term contract with a doctor when they were actually intending to take the team out of the state. And nowadays, uh, it's become very complex, and the, the contracts also involve 
malpractice coverage, hold harmless clauses, things like the gag orders that I was telling you about where the, the physicians agree never to talk to the press about anything. Even the photographers are prohibited ever from shooting a picture of an injured athlete with a doctor. So it's it's gotten very complex in today's world. Thanks. Uh, if you are just joining us, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. This is the Sports Medicine Show, and our topic today is the team physician. I'm Dr. Sherwin Ho, and my guest today is Dr. Pierce Scranton, author of Playing Hurt, Treating and Evaluating the Warriors of the NFL. Pierce, it seems like professional football is getting more and more dangerous. What's the average career expectancy for an athlete in the NFL, and what kind of lifelong or lingering injuries can an athlete expect after a career? Well, it's one of the, the tragic things that I've witnessed as the years have gone by is to have these athletes that are such a, uh, exquisitely finely tuned individuals that excel so much with quickness, agility, and balance, and over a 20 or 30 year period later to have to replace their completely destroyed, worn out joints. The average career expectancy in the NFL is about 3.3 years. And, you know, statistically it might vary a tenth of a year depending upon, you know, who's taking the data. But the problem is, is it's an extremely violent game. And whether you're a 340 pound offensive lineman or a 170-pound kicker. Each of you has the same articular cartilage, you know, the joint lining, and the types of collusions that occur out there, human cartilage is not meant to withstand on a repetitive basis. And so all of us, as we get older, tend to get some arthritic wear and tear in our joints as the joint cartilage surface wears out. But you take an athlete who's excelled for four years of high school, maybe a one year of redshirt, four years of college, possibly with a year of redshirt. Now we're talking somebody that's been playing very high-level sports for 10 years, and now they're drafted. And, and then we throw into that, let's say, a doubled career expectancy, six more years. In other words, now they've had 16 years of high-impact violence and force on their joint. And then they come in... 25, 30 years later, needing an artificial knee, needing spine surgery, with arthritic ruined hands, they can't grip a golf club. So they pay a terrible price, and in their youth, they all think it'll always be the other guy, and as they get older, they realize it's all of them. So it's sort of tragic. It's one of the sad things to see so many people that I shared the excitement with and the joy on the field and winning, and now see them come back later ruined. And with changes in rules and changes in equipment, uh, have we seen any way really to protect uh, our athletes from some of these uh, lifelong or lingering injuries? Well, the NFL is really, uh, and I can state this with certainty, having been president of the NFL Physician Society and been on Commissioner Tagliabue's uh, Injury Safety Committee, they really are vitally interested in doing everything they can to protect players. The problem is it is a violent impact sport. And so even if, uh, you know, you see somebody's numbers as a cliche, you know, don't put your head down and hit somebody. You look at their numbers before you tackle them. I mean, uh, I looked at that tight end uh, who is uh, permanently paralyzed, and he was looking right at the guy's numbers when he took the block and never got up off the field again. And all the repetitive impact that occurs. One incredible athlete trying to twist and avoid or be hit 
by another athlete, and things just happen. You know, so ligaments and sinews get disrupted, and joints get pulverized, and bones get broken. And in the end, after all that pounding, injuries still happen. And I guess you know, it's every year I kind of pick up Sports uh, Illustrated in the middle of the season, and they're talking about the terrible toll of injuries in the NFL. And every year it's the same. It's just it's a violent sport. Thanks, uh, Pierce. I want to thank you again for being my guest on ReachMD. This is Dr. Sherwin Hohn. My guest today has been Dr. Pierce Scranton, former team physician for the Seattle Seahawks and author of Playing Hurt, Treating and Evaluating the Warriors of the NFL. We hope you'll be able to join us on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. For questions and comments, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com or visit us at, at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.